Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning and welcome in, everybody. This is Inside the Clubhouse. A friendly reminder at our new time, 9 a.m. every Saturday every morning. Every Saturday from now on, 9 to 11, we talk Chicago baseball with you, the great Chicago baseball fan. Cubs hot, White Sox playing their best ball of the year, getting best pitching. This is your home for all baseball talk, all info the greatest guests right here on Inside the Clubhouse every Saturday, 312-644-6767. By the way, Mike, Inside the Clubhouse brought to you by Max and Benny's, your summer home for the best food in the city in Northbrook, the best deli, bakery, and restaurant. Open seven days a week until 9 p.m. Dinners are king at Max and Benny's, full-course meals of the finest food, including fresh fish specials each night await you a five-star experience. Max and Benny's caters to the entire metropolitan area. Free delivery with $200 or more ordered. Max and Benny's has a huge private dining room for parties or business meetings. Groups 10 to 150 can enjoy this Max and Benny's experience. The mouth-watering corned beef, pastrami locks, smoked sable are just a short trip away. 30 minutes from downtown, 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Max and Benny's food extravaganza awaits you in Northbrook. Love you some MaxandBenny's.com. Love you some Cubs baseball, the way they've been playing, winning 10 out of their last 12, uh, storming toward the Milwaukee Brewers and their matchup early next week in Milwaukee, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in at Miller Park. And, uh, they are the two best teams in the National League record-wise, so you'd have to say should be a high-profile experience. Absolutely, and our Cubs discussion brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, who are making big plans for their 25th anniversary. Get your season tickets now and receive exclusive benefits. Visit ChicagoWolves.com or call 1-800-THE-WOLVES. And the Cubs, Bruce, have a new leadoff hitter, at least for a day, maybe a few days. Uh, good old uh, number 17, Chris Bryant there, uh, I don't know if uh, this is uh, something that they should uh, consider seriously as an option, but uh, for oh, you yesterday say, you it say worked. that with trepidation, Mike. Uh, well, you're you're afraid of what I'm going to might might tell you right now. What? Oh, well, now well, I now uh, you know, I am Joe afraid. Madden, Joe Madden uh, <laughs> decided to uh, come up with Chris Bryant um, as his leadoff man. Bryant's been struggling, not with the uh, on base percentage. Not with these singles, but with the slugging. It's been a difficult process for him. He's just not hitting doubles. He's not hitting home runs. The expectations are higher for Chris Bryant. Uh, Let's listen to uh, Chris yesterday talking first and foremost, Mike, about uh, why he was leading off, why he's there. I think any time we move around the field, like I talk about with playing the outfield too, you know, you just shake shake things up a little bit. so, yeah, I mean, I guess I was pretty nervous for the first at-bat. Um, thankfully, it worked out. Said, uh, continued saying uh, the first at-bat was a little scary for him. It's really just the first at-bat. I mean, like I said, that first at-bat, I was kind of walking the plate. My heart was beating a little faster than usual. Um, but then after that, it's just, you know, the flow of the game. Um, and, you know, so it really wasn't too much different for me. I mean, I'm not trying to change myself just because I'm hitting leadoff or a different spot in the order. Um you know, I still like to go out there and just be myself. 
He had three singles on the day, including uh, in the leadoff spot. His first time up, uh, a little bit about that feeling. I mean, I figured it happened at some point this year. Um, so I, I wasn't completely surprised, but, um, you know, he likes to change things up. And I haven't been playing the way I wanted to lately. Um and, you know, I was talking to him earlier. He usually does that when guys don't feel 100%. And, um, you know, usually has like a, a spark plug, and hopefully that works for me. And, you know, Mike, uh, this is a prideful guy, rookie of the year, most valuable player, the top uh, fourth fourth in war last year with a 6.14. He His expectations of himself are extremely high. My expectations of myself are extremely high and. um you know, it's just, I get frustrated with myself pretty easy, um, you know, because I expect a lot of myself and, you know, my teammates expect a lot out of me and, you know, I want to give it all I got. And sometimes when, um, you know, you don't feel right in terms of mechanics and stuff like that, um, it's just frustrating. So um, that's kind of where I've been at. Chris Bryant, uh, three hits. Yesterday, all singles, but, uh, you know, again, this is uh, the way that Joe Madden goes about getting his guys uh, off of uh, some malaise that they might be in and tries to help them relax and get their swings back to where they need to be. It's a good idea. It's worked with Rizzo. Mike, this is the eighth different Cub player to lead off for Joe Madden this year. So going back to Dexter Fowler, morphing into the leadoff debacle with Schwarber at the beginning of last year. Uh, John Jay is a part of, part of that mix. Cubs ended up winning their division regardless. Mm-hmm. They're right there again this year without a full-time leadoff man. But my question to you, Mike, and our great Chicago baseball fans, should Chris Bryant lead off the rest of the year? And my suggestion is, why not? Uh, my my re- my immediate reply is why, and and actually, well, let me preface it. If Chris Bryant is in a malaise, and and obviously the guy is one of the best players in the game, one of the best hitters in the game, he's still hitting three hundred. He's still driving in runs. He's still hitting home runs. Wait a minute, stop right there. He's not driving in runs, okay? Because from my perspective, when you're third on the team in driving in runs then there, there's a malfunction somewhere. Is it uh, with him with runners in scoring position? Is well, it, there's that for sure okay. within well, the team. The whole team has yep. difficulty with that. Is it uh, a function of him batting second most of the year with nobody on base? Or is it uh, that Bryant is not necessarily the RBI man that we thought he was the first two years? I mean, he was right around 95 to 100 his first two years. Last year, Mike... Chris Bryant drove in 73 runs. It was fourth on the Chicago Cubs. Now, yep. that you can say that was a product of the fact that nobody was getting on base in front of him, in particular the first part of the year. But, uh, you know, you have a guy that you expect to be your big home run hitter, your big RBI guy. He's a outstanding all-around player. There's no question about it. If you don't like Chris Bryant and the way he plays, there's something wrong with you. But is he really a three-and-four hitter? That's the question. Or, more importantly, on the Chicago Cubs, do you have enough firepower down the rest of the lineup that you can take your best hitter, and he's arguably your best hitter, and lead him off? 
because he has the elements of getting a base hit. He has the elements of hitting the other way. He has the element of speed at the top of the order. Uh, You know, again, people will shy away from this. I say, why not put him there for, for now, lead him off for a while, and embrace it? 312-644-6767. Your thoughts on Bryant. Should he stay at number one? Do they have home run hitters, RBI men up and down that order that can drive Chris Bryant in? Can can the Cubs do better with him at the top of the order than maybe Zobris, than maybe Hap, than maybe uh, some of the other people they've been using there? 60 games in, Bruce. Uh, Chris is your leader in OPS at 920. He has eight home runs and 29 RBIs. He is third on the team uh, in RBIs behind Baez and Rizzo. I, I think it's a product of where he yeah, bats. Yeah, but it, it's, it's, 29 but RB, it's 29 RBI, okay? So here, here's, I understand here's, what, you're here's what you got. Your, your numbers are exact. He's fifth in the league in on-base percentage, okay? Fifth. He's ninth in the league in uh, in uh, slugging percentage, okay? That's pretty damn good, right? Yeah. But concentrate on that number one number. He's He's fifth in the league in on-base percentage. What does that tell you? Where do you want him to be with that on-base percentage? If you separate those two items from the OPS number, you have two very separate things, a guy that gets on base and a guy that slugs. That's a preferable combination, but they're two separate entities. If he gets on base a lot and he's not driving in runs, this might be a preferable spot for him now. I like him in the two-hole. I like him ahead of... Rizzo, you obviously have plenty of, of RBI guys in this lineup. Some guys that have, have like Baez has had right. a great year. Contreras, not so great uh, thus far. Anyway, he certainly can be better. Is Schwarber an RBI Schwarber guy? Schwarber is absolutely an yeah. RBI guy. And uh, you, you have plenty of guys there. I just do not know that he fits as a leadoff hitter. But, you know, I mean, Joe has done some weird stuff. Why don't we see what our fine listeners think about this idea. 312-644-6767. Should Brian stay in that spot for a while? Is he the solution to your leadoff question? Is he uh, too valuable down the rest of the lineup to keep him at the top? I keep him at two, but that's me. You obviously disagree. Let's go out to River North. Matt is up first talking Cubs right here and inside the clubhouse. Hey, Matt. Hey, fellas. Bruce, I agree 100% with you. I would keep Brian at leadoff, and I'll give you my reasons why. He gets on base, great base runner. I'm not just a good base runner. He's a great base runner. Um, and I, in my opinion, you, know, you have power hitters. There's more power hitters than igniters. The igniter is so much harder to find. I mean, how many igniters are there in, in baseball right now that you could think right. of off the top of your head? Right. So people look at my comments um... – as punishment for Bryant, that's that's not my intent at all. No, it's a compliment. I, I mean, he he is their best all around player, and he is their best all around offensive player with his speed. As you point out, that's just a plus at the top of the order. Plus, he can lead off with a home run anytime you want. Right, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I, I I think you know guys like that. You know, and he steals bases too. So I, I, I think, and they have enough power up and down the lineup to, you know, and, and I like Hayward batting second. You know, the way he's hitting the ball currently, that could be pretty good one, too, right up there. Absolutely. Thanks for your call, Matt. Look, uh, Mike, um, I know you take exception to him leading off, but reality is there's some there's some outstanding power hitters. Uh, Blackman 
uh, let off for the Rockies the last two years. They've, they've, yes, they've they dropped them down to two lately and put a, C, a DJ LeMayu leading off for the Rockies. But uh, George Springer on the world champion Houston Astros is a power hitter that leads off, mm-hmm. that can run, that is kind of, uh, kind of Bryant-like. Um, they have tremendous power and RBI ability in that Astros lineup, just like the Cubs do. Once Contreras gets going, um, you have a hap that's improving. You have tell, – tell me, uh, now that Hayward is really kind of on a tear here and, and barreling up baseballs, tell me the easy out uh, and the guy that can't drive in a run in the lineup. Well, and we're going to talk more about Hayward because uh, I, I need to know, and, and I, I really hope that it is this, that all of the work he's putting in is paying off and this is sustainable. But I, I just – I. I look at Chris Bryant and I don't see leadoff hitter. Now, maybe it's just my, my traditional baseball brain morphing into uh, exactly that. But here's a guy who had 99 RBIs his rookie year, 102 his second year. Last year, obviously, he had 29 homers, but only 73 RBIs. I think a lot of that a product of what was ahead right. of him I mean, and moved up to the two hole instead of hitting lower. The question is, do you need to put pressure on Bryant or does he need to put pressure on himself to hit 40 and drive in 100 runs? My answer to that is no. He is so good at so many different things on the baseball field that leading off, he could bat anywhere in the order and be successful, but leading off right now with some speed, and more importantly, just separate that OPS, that 401 on-base percentage, yep. that that over 500, just over 500 slug, which is great, but it's down 100 points from where it was, okay? So... When you separate those two, it screams out Bryant leading off, and I think you're going to see it again today. It'll be interesting. And, you know, a texter points out, and that is uh, this, this texter, 847, very astute, and actually the best example of what we're talking about, Mookie Betts leads off for Boston. Yeah, I mean. And he he is one of the leading home run hitters and they, in the American and, League. And what do they have now that they didn't have last year? More firepower yep. with Martinez leading uh, all of baseball and home runs. You know, that is, that's the key here. If you have other productive players who can do what you do, meaning driving in runs, and you are the type of guy that's a versatile and can hit anywhere, and you have some of the speed that the rest of the lineup does. I mean, outside of Hap and Bryant, who's a plus runner on the team? Elmora? No. No? Not a plus runner. No. Baez? No, not a plus runner. I mean, a good runner, not a plus runner, not a leadoff guy. Yeah, they, I mean, they don't have your traditional speed I mean, look, guy, Elmora's right? done a good job, okay? And I don't mind him leading off, but he's going to give you a base hit, all right? He's not going to steal second. He's going to have to be driven in by somebody else. With Bryant, he's liable to lead off with a home run. He's liable to lead off with a single. He might he'll be able to score on a double. He'll be able to go to third on a sing, on a single. So, you know, again, prepare your mind for what you, what you never thought could be possible, and that is Bryant might be your most ideal leadoff man for the Chicago Cubs. You're blowing my mind right now, Bruce. Uh, we'll talk more about this. Our guests today, James Shields from the Sox at nine thirty. Clint Hurdle, a manager of the Pirates uh, at the top of the 10 o'clock hour, and Ben Zobrist, uh, sometime leadoff hitter for the Chicago Cubs, sometime everything we'll for the Chicago Cubs. We'll get his opinion Cubs. on who should be leading off for the Cubs. That'll be interesting. Mark and Lynn, you are first up when we come back. Uh, please hang on. And I want to remind everyone that our uh, Budweiser Brickhouse Tavern Tour in Wrigley 
uh, is starting next Monday, June 18th. It's Dan Bernstein and Connor McKnight. They'll be broadcasting live from the Budweiser Brickhouse Tavern in Wrigley Field, or Wrigleyville, excuse me. They host Javi Baez and Ian Happ, the Cubs on Deck series. It's Monday, the 18th of June, next Monday, presented by Azek Building Products and Xfinity. And welcome to our new hours, 9 to 11, every Saturday we greet you with baseball talk. Absolutely, and if you'd like to go to the uh, the uh, On Deck Series first luncheon, Javi and Ian Happ, tickets on sale now at 670thescore.com slash On Deck. More of uh, this leadoff thing that, I don't know, you guys are are talking me into this a little bit, but I'm still not ready to make Chris Bryant my my everyday leadoff hitter. We'll get your thoughts. Mark Lynn, everybody else on hold, stick around. James Shields as well this hour here on Inside the Clubhouse on The Score. I think anytime we move around the field, like I talk about with playing the outfield too, you know, you just shake, shake things up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I was pretty nervous for the first at bat. Um, thankfully, it worked out. Your new Cubs leadoff hitter, Chris Bryant, or is he? Your new Cubs leadoff. Would you like it to be permanent? About. Mike says no. Texters say no. I should go back to Sugar Cookie Lane and Fondle <laughs> Bread Drive and Max and Benny's. But uh, we are talking to you, the great Chicago listener, about baseball, and in particular, in this case, Chris Bryan. Let's get to it, Mike. Let's get to Mark in St. Charles. We appreciate you holding Mark. Good morning. Mark, good morning. Move on. Mark is not there. Let's go to Lynn out in Rockford. Good morning, Lynn. Yes, uh, I don't think it's a bad move because I think Brian might see some better pitches and it puts a lot of pressure on the other team right off the get-go and it gives him a lot more bats. Do you see any downside? I mean, uh, do you, you feel that the big slugger has to bat third or fourth in your lineup? We have so much power right now that I don't think it's a major issue. Um but I just think he, he puts a lot of pressure on the other team if this pans out to be a good uh, scenario for him. Again, you know, thank you. Uh, you Thanks, know, Lynn. Mike, again, it's not a punishment. You know, your, your best hitter, your best power hitter can lead off and hit you a home run. It's the same theory that you had with Schwarber and you had with Hap, only this guy gets on base 40% of the time. This guy has cut his strikeouts from down from 199 as a rookie, 158 his second year, 128 last year, and he's on pace to be right around 100, a little bit more this year. He continues to be an on-base machine. He's not necessarily um, an RBI machine at this point in his career. Take him for what he is, one of the best players in the game, and he gets an extra bat and a chance to hit another home run. Well, and the Cubs, as if sensing our topic, have tweeted out their lineup, and you can guess who's leading off today. It has to be Chris Bryant. It is Chris Bryant, followed by Hayward, Zobris, Rizzo, Contreras, Schwarber, Hat playing center today, Russell at short, so he's back starting, and Lester on the mound for this afternoon. I, I cheated, Mike. I, I, I talked to Madden. Madden said <laughs> he hinted to me that he would be leading off again today, but it's not permanent. Should it be permanent? 312-644-6767. And let's get to George on the near north side as we uh, talk this before we get to James Shields at the bottom of the hour. Hey, George, good morning. Morning, guys. Um, I think it's good for a short-term measure, but uh, I don't think he was all that enthusiastic in his – I mean, he wants to help the team, but you got to have confidence in the guy that he's going to come back. He is a home run hitter. He will come back. He'll be able to drive in a lot of runs. Um, as a, a short stop that measure for a few games, great. 
you got to go with him and and and, and just stick with him because uh, he's he's as solid as it gets. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, Mike, uh, and and thanks, thanks, George. You know, he's driven in a hundred runs, but it's oh, oh, since one hundred and sixty-two last year, and how many games this year? Sixty. Sixty games so far. Yes, yeah. correct. So I mean, again, it's uh, he's driven in a hundred runs, but it's taken two hundred and twenty uh, games to do it. Three one two six four four six seven six seven is our number six seventy eleven. If you want to text us, uh, put down the bong from the seven zero eight. That's the next show. We'll we'll tell that to Rosenblum. Uh, uh, we have uh, people saying that Betts does not have. We mentioned Mookie Betts. That Betts does not have. Betts does George. not have a pitcher hitting ahead of him. Okay, fine. You know, all the more reason you can uh, hit a home run and uh, and lead off a game with a home run. I, again, his speed separates him from the rest as far as on-base ability, not just stealing bases, I'm, you know, but hit and run, scoring from first base, scoring easily from second base. These are all products of uh, winning a lot of games. We also have an 815 texter. I'm okay with Bryant leading off. I don't like Happ in center field. The fact that he made great plays in left field won't lead him to getting a better jump in center field. Yeah, again, you know, uh, these are all things that we will continue to talk about. Chris Bryant, the Cubs, the White Sox, this is your Chicago baseball station, and we do have a special guest, Mike. Yes, we do, and we're pleased to be joined uh, by Mr. James Shields calling us from Fenway Park in Boston. Hey, James, good morning. Good morning, James. Hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, How you doing? A lot, a lot of good things going on with your Chicago White Sox right now. Um you're starting to see uh, uh, some consistency in play. You're beating good teams, um, winning uh, five out of the last ten, which is a, a huge step up. It's got to be more fun to come to work every day. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, you know, we 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 uh, we kind of decided a few few weeks ago that we need to start winning some series and playing some good baseball. So it's been fun. I mean, the guys have been working really hard in between in between games and and uh, um, you know to be able to get. The first one here in Fenway last night, uh, Covey threw an outstanding game last night. Um, obviously against Chris Sale, who was pretty pretty dominant last night as well. So to be able to get that win uh, to start the series, nice. I was going to ask you about Dylan's performance because obviously you've seen him uh, have some not so great performances, but the, yeah. but he's really put things together uh, for a stretch here. You know, it's 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 amazing to see him pitch this year. I mean, he's he seems like a completely different guy. I mean, he's uh he's very mature on the mound. He's he's very focused, um driven and uh you know, he's been he's been doing really well. I mean, he's he's hitting his spots. I mean, his sinker's just is is really nasty and and uh you know, it's really good to see him him have some success here. James Shields of the Chicago White Sox joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. We're with you now every week 9 to 11 and Great guests and great people like James Shields uh, join us every week, which makes it an awful lot of fun. James, when uh, when you look at uh, you know the ascension of the pitching staff right now, you're a part of it. Now you're getting Carlos Rodon back uh, today to pitch against the Red Sox. We see you know guys like Kopech coming along. Uh, mm-hmm. You you had a lot to do. You know every every pitcher I talked to during uh, spring training said that. We take our lead from James Shields. We take our lead from Miguel Gonzalez. Those are the guys that we look to for leadership and just the idea of how to comport yourself. How important was is that? And and where did you get that from when you were a young pitcher? You know, it, it's super important as a pitching staff to be able to be on the same page as, as one another. I mean, you know, you, you don't want to be on a on a five man rotation that doesn't really 
they're kind of everyone's on a different page, if uh, so to speak. But um, you know, these guys have been great. I mean, these young guys they work hard. I mean, they're so easy to to talk to, and uh, you know, I'm just glad I can share some experiences, uh, you know, from what I've done in, in the past, and and uh, you know, what kind of culture that I've always created as a staff, and, and we got a good group of young guys here. You know, to be able to have Rodon come back and and uh, you know, Covey's pitching well. And all the, all the guys are Lopez pitching well, and Gio's starting to come back. And um, you know, I mean, it's it's been good. I mean, it's been really good. Our White Sox discussion brought to you by Northwestern Football. Coach Fitz and the Wildcats host Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Illinois, and more this fall at Ryan Field. Season tickets on sale now at nusports.com. And, and James, we were talking about this earlier, but a lot of teams now you don't have the traditional leadoff hitter. Up there, I know. Last night for you guys, for example, Tim Anderson batted there. But you got guys like Mookie Betts who hits, you know, who's hitting bombs every other day, batting leadoff for Boston. You've got Chris Bryant batting leadoff yesterday for the Cubs. How do you view that when you see it? When you see a big bopper up there as the leadoff guy, is that is that phase you at all? Do you just think it's a part of the changing of the game of baseball here? No, I mean it doesn't really phase. It doesn't really phase us a little bit. I mean we got to be a little more careful with that first pitch, really. You know. Um, you know, sometimes guys like to go up there and just ambush the first pitch. And if it's a home run hitter, I mean, you don't really want to, you know, throw it right down the middle. But then again, you it, it, you don't really want to throw a ball in the first pitch either. You know, <laughs> so right. it's kind of a happy medium type of thing. But um, you know, I don't mind it because you know you get him out in the first first uh, first time. That means you you just got one thing to get him out. So I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, it's nothing nothing real different. James, uh, how does your preparation change over the years uh, when you get ready with all the technology and the metrics available to you now and the pitching coaches spending a tremendous amount of time on video and looking at metrics before they even sit down with you for the pitchers-catchers meeting uh, right. that day? How, how has it changed for you personally, if at all? You know, it hasn't changed too much for me, Bruce, just because, I mean, I played in Tampa for 12 years total. And uh, I guess they, I want to say they were one of the originators and not the favorite metrics. But, uh, you know, they've been doing it since I got called up in the big leagues. They just, it just wasn't as um, publicly known. And, you know, so I didn't, I didn't really change too much. I mean, obviously the game has evolved over the last few years with StatCast and all that good stuff. But, um you know, at the end of the day, I go out there, pitch my game. Um, obviously, I've changed my arm angle a little bit um, to be able to induce a lot more ground balls, uh, per se, rather than home runs, except my last two outings, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, you know that that's kind of the, the thing that I've changed the most um, with when it comes to this. Overall, I just go pitch my game and, and – uh, you know, I mean, you, you have all the information out there, so it's not there's nothing really hiding. So you just go out there, pitch your game, and, and hope for the best. James Shields of the White Sox, our guest here on Inside the Clubhouse. A few more minutes uh, with the number one starter for the White Sox. And, uh, James, you talked about it a little bit. You, you changed your arm angle. You've kind of reinvented yourself mm-hmm. a little bit. And you're having a lot more success. How How difficult was that transition for you? I mean, obviously, you were used to one thing for a long time, and you were very successful yeah. with it. How, 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 did that, how did that shake out for you? I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't understand how, how my body was feeling the last couple of years, and, and uh, I'm not one to kind of throw it out there in the media um, too much. But uh, uh, but at the end of the day, I didn't really feel that good the last couple of years, and, and to be able to, to change my arm angle um, and 
have my body feel really good this year is is has been my main goal the whole entire time. So um, to be able to have this transition and to be able to change arm angles and, and do all that, the transition's been really good. I mean, um, I'm feeling really good with it. I mean, still it's still obviously a little work in progress, but um, you know, I think uh, you know we've, we've hit some big strides this year, and so I'm I'm ready to rock and roll with it. You know, you go back to Kirk Gibson in 1988 uh, coming to uh, the Dodgers and them pulling a prank on him and saying, you can have all the pranks you want, but we're here to win baseball games. And uh, you better get serious. And now you see Jake Arrieta last Sunday basically uh, calling people out and saying, hey, you know what? Uh, We got to do better on the field. And I'm not afraid to tell everybody that uh, some of our defensive shifts – some of the way we approach wasn't right. And you, to a, to a lesser degree, but more team-oriented, certainly right. said uh, you know, last week that, uh, hey, we're here to win ball games. I don't want to hear about a rebuild. I don't want to hear about any of this other stuff. We are professional athletes paid to win games every day. I want to do that. I want my teammates to do that. How, uh, how is that in this era, just being able to speak your mind without worrying about sensitivity of others? Well, I mean, you know, it definitely is a different game, Bruce. There's no doubt about it. Um, so as a veteran player, you gotta you gotta pick and choose your battles a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, when I when I had said that, you know, I don't want to hear about the rebuild. I mean, it, it's I just don't want to hear about an excuse why we lost again. You know, and oh, this is because we're rebuilding, or this is because we're, you know, we're we're going to be rebuilding. I just I just I just basically said, look, I mean, whether we're rebuilding or not. We're going to embrace the rebuild, but we still want to win ball games, and uh, and and that's our main focus is to create that winning culture in the clubhouse. You know, there's a difference between a culture and a winning culture, and the, and and you can create a culture all you want, but if you don't create a winning culture, uh, it's going to be tough for uh, for for to win some ball games throughout the year. So um, that you know that that that's basically my message. Um, you know, and everybody who knows me in the clubhouse knows exactly what it's all about. And uh, it's all about winning ball games. So. And and uh, not surprisingly, the team's taken off for its best trek uh, <laughs> right after that. So I don't know, you know, you being the the team person, I'm sure you're not pointing to what you said as to what occurred, but right. I don't think it hurt. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we had a we had a team meeting about a week before I even said anything in the paper. So, um, but now these guys have been working really hard. We have an unbelievably group, good group of guys. We have a, uh, an, uh, a guys who work really hard. Um, our coaching staff has been working tirelessly to 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 get this thing rolling here and and um, you know keep us focused on a daily basis. So, um, you know, so far so good, and we're going to try to try to win the series here in, in Boston. It's going to be a tough task ahead of us tonight against. David Price, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, we got Rodon coming back. It's going to be exciting to watch. James Shields, last few minutes with uh, the White Sox starting pitcher. Yeah, we here. don't want him to miss the bus. No, and I, I was going to ask you <laughs> very quickly. I mean, Rodon's rehab starts, at least from appearances and highlights I've seen, seem to have gone very well. You obviously are a lot closer to the situation than 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 we are, and then White Sox fans are. Mm-hmm. What have you seen uh, from Carlos as he makes uh, you know his uh, comeback today? Well, I'll tell you what, he, he looks free and easy. I'll tell you that. Um, I've been playing catch with him over the last few, few uh, you know, week or so. And, and, I mean, he's been he's looking really, really good right now in the throwing program. Looks free and easy. He doesn't look like anything's hindering him a little bit at all. So, um, and he's got a great attitude right now. I mean, he's just feeling really good about himself. So, you know, hopefully he kind of eases himself into tonight and not try to peak too early. But, uh, 
you know, we, we need him for the rest of the season. But, um, but yeah, no, he feels really good. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm excited to see him pitch tonight. James, in closing with you, uh, you know, a quickie so we can get you to the bus. Uh, does, um, Ricky Renneria, you know, he teaches, he talks sometimes after games for yeah. a little period of time. How, how does he keep that fresh? How does it, how does it sound fresh to a veteran? How does it sound fresh to a young player? You think, uh, when, uh, you know, there's so much instruction going on in this situation. Yeah. yeah I mean, as a veteran, you, 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 if you have to know what, what Ricky's end, end result is. And at the end of the day, I know exactly what he's trying to do around here. Um, I know what kind of culture he's trying to create around here. And, uh, and he's done a phenomenal job. I mean, the relationships that he has with his players is just, is, is amazing. And, and everybody loves him. And, and, uh, you know, he's done a great job so far and, and um, he's going to continue to. So, um, you know, as a veteran, it's really easy to play for him right. um, and have his back and have his back, you know, because you know exactly what he's all about and, and, and where he's headed. Yeah, for, but for a veteran, white noise sometimes, you know, I mean, you, you've, yeah. you've seen yeah, everything, is, you've heard it, everything. It is, but you, you understand what, what he's trying to do at the, end, at the end of the day. You know, you understand where he's trying to go with it and you understand the, the process. And if you understand the process as a veteran, it, it doesn't become white noise because you you, you get the fact that, that that a lot of guys need that. James, we appreciate it very much. Uh, it's just it's always great when we have you on. We know that um, when you retire, you're coming after our jobs because you're, <laughs> you're so good at this as well. So you, you're gonna have to at least give me three or four years to have some summers, Bruce. All right. Well, <laughs> well with your preparation, I, it won't take you that long. James, thanks again for joining us and inside the clubhouse, and uh, we'll see you when you get at home. Okay. All right. Thanks. Yes. Appreciate. James Shields of the Thanks, Chicago James. White Sox, our guest on Inside the Clubhouse. Clint Hurdle, the Pirates, joining us soon. Ben Zobris later. Your calls always wanted and shared at 312-644-6767. Text Mike at 67011. And we'll get back to the, the Chris Bryant and leadoff thing. We'll talk about Dylan Covey and, and his performance last night. Uh, how about that? Covey over sale uh, in Fenway uh, for the White Sox. beauty of baseball, isn't it? That's exactly right. And What, what uh, do you think uh, – Somebody's betting that game legally. If, uh, legally, I'm saying out there in uh, Delaware, at least. What this and this is many moons ago, and I will keep this brief. When I was in Vegas and I was chasing all I, the the way I won my money back was betting baseball, and I would bet the starting pitcher every night. It depend depended on who they were playing. Yeah, good, I would have lost my good, shirt good on luck, that one last night. Good luck night. on yeah. betting starting pitchers now. <laughs> right, exactly. Anyway, three one two six four four six seven six seven. We'll continue our leadoff discussion. Is Chris Bryant really the best option at leadoff for the Cubs? And then Clint Hurdle, Pirates manager at the top of the hour. It's Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito on the score. Welcome in. Welcome back. Inside the Clubhouse here on 670 The Score. Great catching up with uh, James Shields of the White Sox. White Sox playing good ball, getting great starting pitching. This is your home for Chicago baseball. It's Inside the Clubhouse every Saturday between 9 and 11. That's right. 9 and 11 are new hours. Mike and I share time with you talking Chicago ball, national ball, everything baseball. Again, 312-644-6767. Pirate skipper Clint Hurdle at the top of the next hour. Ben Zobrist at the bottom. Until then, we're talking to you, and we're talking, well, about the Cubs leadoff hitter. We've done that a lot, but, Bruce, uh, we've got a new I'm, angle now. I'm on, on the side. Uh, uh, Bryant leads off, and he's my leadoff man, you know, in perpetuity going forward. Uh, why not? Your best hitter, your best power hitter, your fastest player, all the elements of a 900 OPS, the 401 on-base percentage, 
looms large. The speed looms large. The player ability to comprehend anything that the manager asks and embrace it is something we didn't talk about, Mike. The idea that this is a baseball player that loves challenges, that's not afraid of different. You can throw him out in the right field anytime you want. He'll play center if he needs to. He's played first base. This is a ball player. Why not embrace the fact that he is your best option as your leadoff man? He can put a point on the board with a home run. He can score from first base on a double. Uh, again, just because it's it's doesn't look like it fits the right box, it might be the right call. I I still can't. I I, I like him in the two hole. That that's where I like okay, him. Fine. There's, well, there's one. I, I'm not opposed to it. Listen, yeah. and he's leading off again today. We'll see how this. I mean, goes. The, the best argument we heard, and you know, we get. Great arguments from the people that call in or text. The best argument is a lot of times he's going to be leading off with nobody on after the first at bat because the pitcher is mm-hmm. bats ninth. Not necessarily the case. In this modern age, the pitcher might bat twice because you're not seeing that starting pitcher around for the third time around the order. Well, and let's not forget, too, that Joe Madden batted Addison Russell ninth almost the entire season uh, two years ago. Uh, granted, he was a rookie coming up, but he is not necessarily opposed to batting the pitcher eighth. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to do that. I, but I think he hit 21 and drove in 95. Yeah, it was not bad. Uh, let's get out to the phones. We've got uh, people who want to jump on. Uh, Ryan on the East-West Tollway, you are up here on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Ryan. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call, uh, sure. making the drive from Iowa a little easier. Um, my question is this. To the extent that there's fewer RBIs from the one spot, does – is Chris himself, or does the organization care about all-star games, MVP awards, that sort of thing, well, where I mean, the staff are going to yeah, play into that? It's a great question. Uh, what you hear from the Cubs and almost everybody these days is team, team, team. Uh, if you're a six-war player, you're going to go to an awful lot of all-star games without the gaudy home run and RBIs. When they look deeper into the numbers now the way that they do and realize that Chris Bryant is a terrific all-around player and does so many things well that I, I don't know if the rote numbers will really uh, prevent you. I mean, when you have a 900 OPS, I think that's the, that's the sexiest number in baseball these days. When you're 9 to 1,000, that's what people are looking for. They don't care about your batting average. They do care about you driving in runs. But, again, OPS is everything in baseball today. Thanks. Well, I was thinking about last year, Rube. He was a top 10 war guy in the NL, and right. then not a sniff of MVP voting. That's true. So, That's true. It's a good point you make. You know, uh, Drive safely, Ryan. You know, again, if you don't have the, the sexy numbers, can you win the MVP? But are you more effective for you as a team player in this spot? That's, I think, ultimately what they care about. Bill, on the northwest side, you are next up on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Bill. Good uh, morning, everybody. First of all, good Good morning, everybody. Health and happiness to everybody. Same you know what? To you. I've been a Sox fan for 70 years, and this is totally off the subject. I look at this Chris Sale, this trade, and I think this is going to go down as one of the worst, worst trades in the history of the White Sox. Why do you think that? Why? Yeah. If I was the general manager, if somebody asked me I, they would want Sale, I would say, fine. I want two automatic starters right away and two prospects. We got three, three prospects and three 
of them might not be anything. I don't care what he's Mercado, what is he going to be, a 250 hitter? He strikes out all the time. Kopech, he throws 100 miles an hour. Wait, let me say this, Bruce. Yeah. You he, think he'll ever, I mean, he's 22. we got a guy, Jones. He's 21. That, no, no. I know. I'm, I'm talking about his his pitching. He throws 100 miles an hour, but the point is, you you know, guys could hit 100 miles an hour fastball. If Kopech is so good, why isn't he, he uh, killing everybody in the minors? Same thing with this Mercado and the center fielder. He's hitting 260 in double-A ball. Um, Bruce, if you were the general manager, would you have made this trade for them three guys? I don't think so. All right, well, I appreciate it. You know, again... Uh... The proof is in the pudding down the line, okay? This this gentleman might be right in the next two or three years, but when you're looking at 21 and 22-year-olds, you're not going to be able to analyze this trade until then. And and Moncada was the top prospect in all of baseball. Kopech is, is their top pitching I'm not, prospect. I'm not telling you it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you, Mike, you have to wait on these, you know, again. No, I, and I am not I am not necessarily sticking up for Rick Hahn. I just think I, I'm with you on this. Moncada was the top-rated prospect in all of baseball. He's 22 years old. Kopech is your top-rated pitching prospect. Everyone has great expectations for him. You will see him soon. He hasn't even pitched an inning in Major League Baseball yet. You, you can't already call this a, a bad trade. You, you've got to let this play out. You've got assets back for sale. Sale is contributing immediately. The White Sox are are banking on down the line contributions. Let's take one more and then uh, wait for Clint Hurdle of the Pirates to join us, the manager. We've got Mike in Chicago Heights up next. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, listen, I'm going to switch over uh, from Kata and James Shields, yikes, um, to the Cubs. Uh, the strikeouts are ridiculously high, and the walks are ridiculously high. You switch pitching coaches. You switched batting coaches or hitting coaches, um, and they're you know they're going skyrocketing. You know, walks are ridiculous, right. and the strikeouts. Walks by the pitchers, I, you're I'm, talking. I'm seeing I'm seeing guys swinging at pitches five feet in the dirt outside, and I I don't understand. I mean, I saw you know Rizzo is doing great, but I'm 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 seeing. These guys swinging at everything. Yeah, you're right, uh, and thanks for your call. Um, Mike, uh, I think they're right near the top in on-base percentage, regardless. you know, The so, Cubs are on the top, believe it or not. I mean, and Theo talked about this. We've got a cut that will play in the right. next the, hour. The one thing that's really not functioning is the uh, tr- hitting with runners in scoring position. They're last. And Theo talked about that. We'll, we'll listen yeah. in on that. He talked about how they're leading the National League in run differential We'll get to all of the Theo stuff in the next hour. We're going to talk to Ben Zobrist in the next hour. And coming up after the break, Pirate skipper Clint Hurdle joins us. It's Inside the Clubhouse here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.